Hello! Uh, welcome to a special commissioner in a car. A little earlier today, uh, it is 4 o'clock on February 21st, President's Day here in America. Uh, and uh, later on in the podcast, I'm going to ruminate. <laughs> ruminate? That's probably not a word. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, uh, yeah, talk <laughs> about uh, some uh, interesting lessons from past presidents that I've tried to remember on day on President's Day uh, regarding our democracy. Uh, but uh, this will be a quick commissioner in a car because we are off today at the Board of Elections, although some of us are actually working. Uh, we are finishing up redistricting uh, and. That has been quite the experience over the last week. All 380,000 uh, voters in Onondaga County had to be geopopulated and then transferred to their new election districts in their congressional, senate, set, uh, state, senate, and assembly districts. And one of the reasons that is is because uh, the numbers changed. Uh, we went into congressional district number 22 instead of 24. And we are Senate districts, uh, 50th moved to 52nd, 53rd moved to 55. And while a number change doesn't seem like a lot, when the lines change uh, along with that, especially on the Senate and Assembly side inside Onondaga County, that means that we've had to make some different election districts. Some election districts we got rid of. Some election districts we created. These are small election districts that... Uh, um, have, uh, you know, inside, mostly inside the city of Syracuse, about 17 different changes inside the city of Syracuse. And even though we have 430 something odd, uh, election districts and only 17 changes, that doesn't sound like a lot. It, we still have to actually, uh, change every election district, uh, and every, uh, voter had to get geopopulated. That's something our vendor, uh, NTS was working on with uh, registration, uh, and that was supposed to be done by midnight of last night. Uh, many counties throughout the state are not going to quite get that done till Tuesday morning, we think, uh, and 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 that's to be expected when the lines came in so late, because then we have to make signature requirements in New York State um for, for to get ready for walking petitions starting on Tuesday March 1st so a week from tomorrow so next week I'll be talking on uh actually my commissioner car will be late next week we'll talk about that in a little bit uh but uh but next week we will start petitioning in New York state so it's important that uh, we get these uh, signature requirements down as soon as possible so we can populate our election districts and uh, give those signatures to people. And then hopefully, uh, once we proof all of the work that has been done over the last couple of weeks, uh, by the end of this week, we'll be giving lists out to candidates so they can start walking on Tuesday, March 1st. So it's a busy week here at the Board of Elections, even with the holiday uh, some of us were working over the weekend to try to get it done. Our vendor was working all through the weekend, probably 24 hours a day to get it done. And um, and I'm really happy with where we are today. Uh, it's been a rough ride, uh, mainly because, you know, look, this happens once every 10 years. And we didn't get the state lines until February 13th. So we didn't have a lot of time to get this done. But big shout outs. 
to the vendor for getting it done, but also to my staff who on both sides of the aisle uh, who have worked, uh, you know, some hours over this holiday weekend to try to get it done. And county uh, planning, uh, specifically Ed Hart and Don Jordan, um, at county planning, they've been working with us to get our election district shape files ready, uh, cutting new election districts, melding new election districts, taking the information that we got from Latfer, uh, that's the uh, legislative uh, uh, map making uh, uh, system for the New York State Senate, and they got they really helped us out. So it's been a big team effort. I can't wait um, to see if Tuesday and Wednesday we'll probably put this to bed. And be ready for finally uh, the 2022 um, elections. So we'll be getting into that uh, over the next week. Uh, before I get into the presidential uh, leadership uh, things that I want to highlight, um, uh, a, a few other things that are going on. Um, I'll be on uh, start next week. I'll be. Uh, in a week from today, I'll be on a convention. Uh, we're, we're our annual convention or biannual convention for elections commissioners in Albany. Uh, usually happens in January, but because of COVID, it was moved to March. Um, so a little bit change in the programming schedule because of that convention, and because I'm so busy when I'm there, uh, I don't have time to really do uh, too many podcasts. So uh, the first podcast of uh, the first changes, I'm going to be doing my annual Sunday, uh, uh, the beginning of my Sunday uh, uh, seminars uh, starting this Sunday. I'll be doing a getting on the ballot seminar, and that will uh, be about how you can get on the ballot this year. This will be uh, airing on Sunday, the 28th uh, or the 27th of February. Uh, there will be no commissioner in car on February 28th, uh, and, and no Zoom with Zarni on, uh, on Friday, March 4th of next week because of my convention. But I will be doing a special commissioner in a car, and I may be on a train, <laughs> uh, because I'll be coming back from convention on March 4th, and, uh, we'll do a little commissioner in car, kind of catching people up on things that we learned at convention, uh, you know, getting ready for, the election season. So no Zoom with Zarni next week um, on uh, I, I, or the week, a week from uh, this week. There will be a Zoom with Zarni this Friday. Uh, I'll be talking to the Fayetteville Democrats running for uh, town board out in Fayetteville. Uh, but then the next week, there's slight programming change because this Sunday, I'll be doing a Sunday seminar on how to get on the ballot. Uh, and uh, that will be airing. I used to do those as Zoom events where people would log in and ask questions, but I, I, I won't be doing that. I'll be taping that and airing it on Sunday. Although I will ask on Saturday, uh, I'll, I'll do, uh, I haven't done these Ask Me Anythings, but on Saturday I will be running an Ask Me Anything um, uh, with uh, questions uh, regarding how to get on the ballot. And uh, on on my different feeds, and some of those questions I'm going to mix into the getting on the uh, ballot uh, um, seminar that I'll be airing on Sunday. So check that out. Uh, and finally, uh, again, this is a holiday. I want to get back to spending some time with my family. Uh, so this is going to be quick, but I do want to talk a little bit about presidential leadership. Um you know, on President's Day we, is a combined uh, 
uh, a celebration of George Washington and uh, and Abraham Lincoln. And I, I think the two of them are uh, rightfully uh, lionized in our society. Uh, and, but I, I think the two of them are lionized for different reasons. And um, and sometimes I think some of the the things that we don't appreciate about them have been highlighted over the last few years. Uh, George Washington, in all his glory, leading us to victory in the American Revolution, um, and yes, his fault as well, being a slave owner uh, as well, um, you know, and that is part of his legacy, you know. But I think the biggest part of his legacy that we do not celebrate as much as we should is his willingness to give up power. This is something that was pretty unique in uh, uh, world history at that time, where the executive of our nation, uh, the first ever president who, uh, you know, helped, you know, oversee the convention that created the rules that founded our nation, the Constitution, even though in those rules there was nothing in there saying that he had to leave. And I think sometimes kids today don't realize that, that the eight-year term limit for presidential elections were not was not law. This was something that was totally invented and uh, and honored by George Washington. And he decided at the end of his eight years to voluntarily leave office. Now, he'd had enough by that point, too. Uh, the squabbling of Congress. He was never a politician. He was a general. He wanted to get back to his plantations and, uh, and, his, and uh, his private life. But this was important because he could have. He absolutely could have continued to stay, stay on as president for life. Uh, he was so well-loved. And he gave up power uh, in a peaceful transition of power. It ended, now, it wasn't all that uh, uh, you know, it, it, it went to his, uh, vice president, John Adams. Um, and, uh, but he did of course, famously warn against the, uh, adherence to political parties over country, uh, in his, uh, in his goodbye speech. These are things that I think definitely with the insurrection, um, that happened just, you know, last year, um, and a president who was unwilling to give up power after an election. Uh, these are, you know, merits the, to the George Washington legacy that should be talked about uh, more, in my opinion, and definitely should be talked about in pro-democracy circles. Um, and I, a side note, I also want to talk about John Adams, his vice president, um, who was a flawed individual. Uh, I personally uh look up to john adams a lot uh, especially as a person uh even though as a president he had some uh failings in that department but he was definitely a hero definitely someone who um was a patriot and he was the first example right after george washington of a president losing re-election and he gave he allowed for the peaceful transition of power now there were some uh really horrible things that he did during his presidency, uh, you know, on the Sedition Act and, and other things. Uh, and he was not a well-loved president. But I respect him for being willing to give up power after losing an election. And losing an election to his supposed best friend, 
Thomas Jefferson, who was his vice president, something that I don't think we'll ever see in our lifetime, um, you know, uh, nowadays. But that back then, before the rise of, oppo- you know, definite opposing political parties, they, they were kind of in their uh, um kind of in their uh, infancy back then. And it, it was, uh, at that point, uh, not, uh, um, you know, sacrosanct to, to have a vice president who was of a different ideology and, uh, and, 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 and become a different political party than yours um, because of the uh, machinations of the Electoral College. So, you know, Thomas Jefferson, who was a different ideology served as vice president under John Adams after coming in second in, uh, uh, I believe in the, uh, presidential election to him and then, uh, ran against him and won, um, in, uh, in, in a very close race, uh, you know, after, um, you know, that actually John Adams actually, and I believe came in third, uh, in the electoral college, but he was, uh, as you know, kind of lionized in the uh, play Hamilton, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Aaron Burr, uh, uh, was very close to winning the presidency and it was given to, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, in many felt was a backroom deal, but it was part of the electoral college at that point. So John Adams being willing to give up power, uh, after losing reelection again is another, uh, history of presidential leadership that I think is under, uh, reported. And then, of course, President Lincoln, uh, you know, saved our nation uh, through the Civil War. And I think, you know, nowadays there seems to be a movement to forget that this was a war about slavery. It was a war about abolition. And the states' rights arguments that are being made were only being made to further the uh, interest of pro-slave states, not to uh, you know, have true state rights, but actually just to be able to uh, continue uh, the practice of slavery. But I think what President Lincoln, you know, did by saving our nation, by standing up for the Union as a concept, uh, is something that is very important as well. Yes, uh, it was about slavery, but it was also about that we are tied and united together as one nation, and we must find a way to um, resolve our differences together. And uh, it, I think that's just as much a part of uh, what the Union stood for, as much as the uh, abolition of slavery as well, is that, that, no, we cannot just walk away from the rest of the country uh, when, our, um, when our differences become... Uh, great. We must find ways to work together, and sometimes we must find ways to right wrongs and stand up and say, no, these are absolute truths that cannot uh, a person cannot be treated as property, uh, and, uh, and, and, and the, no, you do not have a right to walk away just because you disagree with that. Your disagreement uh, is invalid, and you must adhere to the, nor- to the principles that all men and women must be created and treated equally. Um, that's a fight we still fight to this day. Uh, so, you know, President Lincoln standing up uh, for the union as a concept, that we are a nation that is bound together despite our differences, I think is a underreported uh, uh, part of the Civil War. 
uh, you know, and, and, and slavery should be the top issue. But this is another important issue. It, it, it was about slavery, but it would also be about any other issue as well, that the union is important, that, that we must find ways to work together. So those are the things that I think about when it comes to presidential leadership and presidential decision-making regarding uh, giving up power uh, and, uh, and when you cannot give up power, when you cannot give up uh, your soul uh, of a nation. So these are, uh, I, I like that they, these uh, the birthdays are combined, that we celebrate all, you know, both Washington and Lincoln, but all presidents uh, today. Um, it's a beautiful day, so please go out. Hopefully you'll have a few hours of sunlight left. Go out and uh, spend some day. I was just throwing the ball with my dogs and uh, working on some stuff um, uh, today with my son and going to go see a movie later on. So uh, enjoy your day. Enjoy your holiday. On Wednesday, uh, I'll be doing a wonky Wednesday. Uh, last week, I uh, did a wonky Wednesday on the uh, registration rates throughout Onondaga County. And on this Wednesday, I'll be talking about the annual report that's given by the state board. There are four main issues of uh, uh, where, where I'm going to be comparing our board to other boards of uh, around the state. Uh, those four issues are, of course, budgets uh, and um, uh, number of staffing, uh, full-time staffers, uh, as well as uh, since this became a topic uh uh, a couple of years ago, commissioner salaries, and uh, finally election inspectors. Uh, that uh, you know, these are four things that all boards of elections have in common, and that you can relatively compare them based on their size re regarding uh, uh, voter registration. So that will be my wonky Wednesday this week, um, and again, uh, and then Friday I'll be talking to the Fayetteville Democrats, and then the week after that I probably won't have a wonky Wednesday. And I won't have a Zoom with Zarni because I'll be away at convention, but I will have a uh, Sunday seminar getting on the ballot on February 28th and a special commission in the car on Friday the 4th uh, on my way back uh, from the convention to talk about what's new in elections uh, this year. So uh, stay tuned. Be well. Remember that uh, the virus is still out there. So please get your vaccination. Get your booster. Case numbers are coming down. We are looking at a very real possibility of an opening this spring and, and summer of getting back to normal uh, or as normal as we will ever see uh, over the next few years. So please, please, please get your vaccination. Get your booster. And if you're feeling sick out in public, please wear your mask. Please get tested. And please follow uh, uh, quarantine. And if you see other people wearing their mask out in public, respect their choices. And if there's a business that requires you to wear a mask, you wear it. You wear it in public transportation, Ubers, Ubers and uh, buses and airlines. You must wear and trains. You must wear a mask. Um, and also uh, in hospitals and, and health facilities. And, of course, in schools, you still must wear a mask. So please respect those rules. These are places where there's high congregation, a likelihood of transmission. And if we want to, if we want to get to that point where we are um, having a more open society, we must follow these rules. So please do so. And I look forward to the beginning of petition season uh, a week from tomorrow. 
uh, and the start, the unofficial start of the 2022 general election campaign. Take care, and I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.